0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Weird World Podcast. Where we talk the about my name's Carrie.
1: I am I'm Dean. It's
0: just the two of us today.
1: You're listening to the comforting FM 1970s radio voice of Carrie. Don't you, you have that you have that kind of voice? You we could have, have been, been on 70s? K Storm. I don't know, eighty I mean like not you personally, you would have been ten, but uh, you know. Never mind. Just ruined it. Fine. Okay.
0: What, what, what are you going to talk about today? <laughs> okay.
1: We have a weird bit. Oh, okay. Today, it is not intentionally another in a line of baseball-oriented oh. strangeness. In it fact, is
0: baseball season.
1: It is baseball season. That's not why, though. But it's actually, the, we, we had a, a weird bit on not that long ago at all about the Unlucky or Lucky's fan who was hit in the leg and injured twice by the same batter in the same game. This is just, this is, takes place over a longer period of time, but it's actually a pretty amazing story. So hmm. it's about Jack Lork, L-O-H-R-K-E. Wow. have Ever heard of him?
0: No, but he's no. got lots of superfluous letters in that oh, name. That's
1: just brutal. I had never heard of him either, by the way. But he was born on February twenty fifth, nineteen twenty four, in Los Angeles, California. That might
0: explain why we've never heard of him.
1: Why? Because very a long time old ago? timey guy. Yeah. yeah. But still, he—I—I've been a baseball fan all, all my life. I've never heard the story until very recently. He loved baseball. He became an outstanding player for Southgate High School, uh, middle infielder. <laughs> what?
0: Southgate in Los, Los Angeles? Angeles. Yeah. Okay.
1: After high school ended, he latched on to a minor league professional team in 1942. So he's 18. He, he um, I guess he would have. Now, I guess you know, I'm not sure how that works exactly. He probably graduate in right June of 1942, and in the olden days, you immediately were the draft was right around. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And so high school players were the normally College baseball wasn't as big as it is now, and so he went to a minor league team. The Twin Falls Cowboys in the Pioneer League, which I think is Twin Falls, Idaho. And he's played there through the summer of 1942. He had a great, he's, remember, he's just 18 years old. He was the Mm -hmm. MVP of the team, though. But there was a war waging at this time, as you know. And it was
0: also raging.
1: It was raging, yes. Mm -hmm. There was a war. Some people have said waging. (laughs) Some people have said raging. I've heard (laughs) it both ways. His days then playing the game that he loved so much were numbered at least for a time. So like thousands of other young American males, Lork was drafted into the U.S. Army when the season ended in 1942. At least that's, I, I never saw of a way that he was drafted to join. So maybe he joined up. I don't know. Okay. So again, he's 18 years old. The Army trains him in California and they decide they're going to send him off to the European theater. So it's I think it's a couple of sources. One source said 42, one source said 43. So it's either late 1942, maybe it's early 1943. He's loaded onto a troop transport train in California. They're going to take him east, ship him overseas to Europe. Okay. Unfortunately, though, the train skidded off the rails and crashed. Oh, no. Three passengers were killed in this crash. Three more were badly injured when, I guess, steaming water rushed through the train car, oh. and that Jack was in, and badly burned and injured three additional folks. Wow. Jack was not even slightly injured. So he gets assigned to the 35th Infantry of the US Army, and he's in the war, all through 1943. In June of 1944, for D-Day, he and his comrades were on one of those many of those, you know, those boats, those flat bottom boats yeah. that went on to the beach in Normandy, opened up the opened up their doors there and just disgorged their soldiers to be just to run into a buzzsaw of just horrific machine gun fire and bombs and artillery and mines and things like that. And it was if you've seen Saving Private Ryan, it, it portrays that the horror of that and how, I mean, it was just, if you're one of the first ones out, you're almost certain to be killed. Yeah, I haven't landing. seen Saving Private Ryan. Do you haven't that I, seen that? I don't intend to. No. Just for that scene, you should see it. It's horrific.
0: I don't enjoy war movies.
1: So he was right there in the front lines of the Normandy invasion during D-Day, and thousands of American soldiers died on that day, mm-hmm. but not Jack. Years later, his son would say, I remember asking him about landing in Normandy. And he said, quote, we knew we were getting into hell, but we just wanted to get off that damn boat. He's very mm, fatalistic about
0: okay.
1: it. Later, the Battle of the Bulge. He was also there in the, the Battle of the Bulge. You've heard about the Battle of the Bulge. It was the yes. last ditch effort of Germany to try to stop the, the crushing defeat that they were facing at the time from all sides and it was the deadliest action for u.s soldiers in the entire at least in the european theater of world war ii jack was there throughout the entire battle of the bulge jack came out fine yeah in fact jack 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 lork was never injured at any time in any battle throughout the, uh, the... He was there at 44, 43, 44, 45, and his hitch ended without a hitch. Four different times during the war, the soldiers on to his left and to his right were killed, and Jack was never even hmm. minor injuries. By 1945, Jack was back in the U.S. with thousands of other soldiers that were being decommissioned and sent back home, right? Jack's home, as you recall, was Los Angeles. So... You know, it's just kind of a scramble. He was able to find a seat on a military transport plane leaving New Jersey for Los Angeles, direct flight. He's just incredibly lucky he got it. So he gets that seat. Last minute, he's there about to, he's already on the plane. They're about to take off. Some big shot got there and threw his weight around and said, I need to get to LA now, kick somebody off. Young Jack was the person they kicked off that plane and said you'll have to get to LA later and he was furious he was and what very happened upset. to that plane? well turns out about 45 minutes into the plane trip at about 30,000 feet something went wrong we don't know what that plane then plunged to the earth over Ohio killing every single person aboard Jack had escaped death okay yet again
0: is he was he like a super nice guy
1: I think so. I think he's a decent guy as far as I know. I don't know him personally. Never did. But he seems like a decent guy. I mean,
0: somebody was looking out for him.
1: He certainly wasn't stuck up about it. He never thought there was anything to it. But he went back to baseball after leaving the Army in 1946. He's back playing in the minor leagues. He was in Class B minor league ball. They don't have the same classifications they did back then. But essentially it was called Class A. It's now called Triple A. B would have, I think would have been analogous to double A these days which is a couple rungs below the major leagues he's playing for a team called the Spokane Indians. he was having a phenomenal season so he didn't miss a beat at all he was betting 345 through the first 57 games he was a star of the team so that got him noticed by the big boys and he was being promoted to Class A again which would now was just the top minor league. And to the San Diego Padres, which you might now know as a major league team, but they're minor league team back then, and they had the same name. That's why they're on San Diego Padres. That's interesting. Uh, It's a dumb name, but that's why. Well, of course it is. So the club sent word to Spokane to the minor league club owner named Sam W. Collins and said, hey, you know, go get Jack. He's being promoted. We need him down here in San Diego. Unfortunately, Jack had already gotten on the bus that was leaving Spokane for Bremerton, Washington, on a road trip, mm-hmm. and so you know didn't have cell phones. What are you gonna do, Sam? I guess the owner of the team, Sam Collins. Again, I guess he liked. I don't know if he liked Jack or just was really excited about the news. So he just thought, I got to get him word of this. We can't let him get too far away from Spokane to get him down to San Diego. So you know what? I know some people in the Washington State Patrol, which I guess is kind of oh. like their <laughs> their you know, highway, patrol. highway patrol, I guess. So he made a call and he contacted the Washington State Patrol some bigwig there and said, "Hey, can you send out word like a like a bolo be on the lookout for my team bus. It's going from Spokane to Bremerton across the state of Washington from west to I'm sorry, east to west. Bremerton is near is on the other side of Puget Sound from Seattle. So if you see the bus, can you go get Jack Lork and tell him to call me." <laughs> and so they said, "Yep, we'll do it." I don't know. Yeah. Things were different back then. Isn't he still gonna have to wait till the bus stops at wherever they're going? No, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna flag it down. He said, if you see it on the road, no, flag under- it down.
0: I understand that, but he can't make a phone call from the side of the no, highway. So.
1: Stop somewhere and, and, and where they have a phone and do that. So only I guess a couple hours into the, the trip, they did indeed. They stopped for dinner at a diner. There was 15 players on the bus. 15 team players. And they stopped for dinner, and a, a patrolman was there, and he sees the bus. So he goes into the diner, finds Jack, and says, you need to make a phone call. You need to call Sam Collins right now. He's like, what is it? What is it? So he calls Sam Collins. Sam yeah. Collins says, got great news. They want you in San Diego. It's the top minor league affiliate. So uh, you, know, you need to get to San Diego ASAP. So he thought, okay, I guess I can just keep going a few more hours to Bremerton and then get a bus trip or something like that down to San Diego from there. Yeah. But he must have, maybe he, I don't know, it's not said in any of the sources, but he probably had some stuff he needed maybe. He had his gear with him, but he finally figured I need some stuff, some incidentals. Right. So he said, no, you know, I need to go back to Spokane where my, he probably had a room somewhere or something like that. Yeah. And so he says, you know what, I'm just going to hitchhike. So he get, he grabs his gear off the bus and he, you know, walks onto the highway, puts his thumb out and he hitchhikes back to Spokane to arrange travel, get us some stuff and go down to San Diego. The bus leaves for Bremerton, going the opposite way, and it starts to drizzle. So the roads get slick. Oh no! You have to go through the Cascade Mountains to get to Bremerton on the other side, on the western coast of Washington, and it gets pretty windy and mountainy and high up there in the Cascade Mountains on the highway to Bremerton. So late at night, uh, the bus driver is driving, and a car suddenly just veers in. To over the center line, going right for the bus, the bus driver swerves violently to avoid hitting that car, oh. and it smashes right through one of those useless, <sighs> flimsy guardrails that they have <sighs> in mountain areas, which makes no sense to me because they're not going to stop anything from. They might stop a cyclist. Right. I don't know. I've never. It's just for your, I don't know, peace of mind, I guess. Because then, if you something like this, they didn't. It smashed right through, and it dropped down into a three hundred foot ravine. Oh, God hurtled down, smashed to the bottom, burst into flames. Nine of the 15 players on the bus were killed. Oh. The other six were badly burned and injured.
0: Oh, It's the worst
1: uh, transport accident in the history of Martin League Baseball. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm surprised any of them survived it. Yeah.
1: Well, you know who survived it? Jack Lark. Well, Because he was not on that bus. Correct. Through the most amazing Jeez. string of lucky breaks. Mm-hmm. From that day forward, Jack Lark was known as Lucky Lark. Yeah. He didn't like that, though. He kind of poo-pooed it. He said, quote, Nobody outside of baseball calls me Lucky Lark these days. I may have been lucky, but the name is Jack. Jack Lark. <laughs> so he didn't, you know. He, he also said, quote, I mean, who doesn't escape death in the war? So that one, I don't know. He's, I guess he's kind of answering, you know, don't you consider yourself amazingly lucky? His son, again, said about his father's luck. He said, quote, but then when he's going home to L.A. and he's bumped off the flight for a guy of higher rank and that plane crashes and then the Spokane bus crash, I mean, there's something going on here that's a little different, end quote. <laughs> uh, so Jack made it to the minors. I'm sorry, he made it to the major leagues finally And the next year for several years with the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Phillies. He played in the majors. He was never a star player. He's a solid player. His rookie year, though, kind of set the town with the Giants where he actually was incredibly unlucky. As you know, big baseball fan, Mm-hmm. I like stats. I like metrics. There's a thing called BABIP. B A B I P. That's uh, batting average for balls in play. So <laughs> when you hit the ball, because he's trying to say, it's, it's actually, is it's, it's literally a measure of your fortune when you're because uh, okay, strikeouts, walks, you didn't put the ball in play. That's that's right. neither here nor there when it, with respect to kind of your luck. But once you hit the ball, your batting average. In the league-wide, it's roughly 300. If you have a lot above that, you're considered somewhat lucky. It's not just luck, of course. If you're below that, you're considered somewhat unlucky. His BIP, his rookie year, was 235. So he had very, by baseball standards, he had really bad luck in that rookie year. And he never kind of, he was always kind of a utility man, a bench player for the the rest of his career. He was finally sent back to the minors, played five more years in the minors, and then retired and he went to work for Lockheed in their oh. security department and died in 2009.
0: Well, so he had a fairly long life. He did.
1: Because he was very lucky. this guy escaped, essentially escaped death six times. Yeah. He, and the, and the, the bus crash and the plane are just remarkable. And having literally having people four times yeah. dying on either side of you. It's just surviving Normandy is, is amazing yeah. enough. So he is, yeah. that is the story of Lucky Lork in our series of baseball-related incredible coincidences or something like that, which mm-hmm. there may not be any more because the <laughs> two I found, I found clearly <laughs> by accident. So that's it. Well, that's What do you think?
0: Crazy. I think that's why it's called a coincidence. That
1: is why it's called a coincidence. Uh, still, I know, yeah. Uh, luck is just another word for coincidence, essentially, but it's still a pretty amazing story. He did yeah. lead an amazing life. I can imagine. Getting called out. Yeah, I mean, so so the, because the bus thing happened after the train, the plane thing. I, I, I wonder if that ever entered his mind. Yeah. He I mean, couldn't have. I'm sure it didn't. But that's just, I mean, he'd already, the, the plane was incredible. Like, I mean, h- how classic is the get bumped from the plane in that crash? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it probably happens with every crash. Somebody got bumped, or maybe not everyone, but a lot yeah. of them. Yeah. But still, and then have this almost yeah. the same thing happen on a bus crash. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Or like people who, late for work on 9-11 yeah. or oh, yeah. anything like that yeah
1: that, that turned out to be many people more more people than actually worked in the twin towers were late for work that day nine <laughs> eleven I think so. pretty much everybody who worked in New York at that time made up a story about it, it seems like so that's it interesting thank you a little tidbit there for you. a little I something th- tied I- you over until the next one
0: I think he probably had a guardian angel I think he may have yeah you're right
1: All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Not readers, listeners. I don't know why I said that (laughs) last time. All right. See you guys.
0: Bye.